Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, welcome in on a nice day in the capital city. Trent and I say hello to you as we roll all the way till 3 o'clock, and we've got a great show lined up. Uh, 1225, Mark Simon, ESPN, Stats and Info will be our guest on Major League Baseball. And, oh, do we have things to talk about. 1 o'clock, Steve Greenberg uh, from the Chicago Sun-Times. Yes, we'll get into the Bears, but also the Chicago Bulls as well as they introduce their three new players. Uh, 140, Ben Kerchival, CBS Sports on College Football. And at 220, John Bowenkamp will uh, join us to uh, discuss Iowa Hawkeyes. How you doing, kid? Oh, better than Miguel Montero. Yeah, you are. Uh, This is what you always hate to hear when you walk into the locker room. Uh, Son, you've been designated for assignment. Look, he had seven stolen bases on him last night. Turner swiped four. Montero is 0 for 31 throwing out base stealers. He had no right to lip off. None. And try to blame it on Arietta with his slow delivery. I'm sure maybe that it might have cost them a couple of steals. But, dude, you're the catcher. You're supposed to throw guys out. My God. And then Anthony Rizzo coming to the defense, of course, of Arietta. Mm-hmm. So today... Uh, the Cubs say, you know, you're done. We're going to designate you for assignment. This, this is an interesting case. Okay, go. For a couple of different reasons. First of all, what Miguel Montero said mm-hmm. was factually correct. Yeah. Jake Arrett is awful at holding runners he, on. I agree. Over the last three seasons, going back to 2014, okay. he is the third worst in baseball. Okay. Scott Casimir, Taiwan Walker. And then Jake Arrieta. Wow. So he's the third worst in baseball. People steal 85% of the time. They're successful stealing against Jake Arrieta. That shows you he's not good. No. No. I, that's what I said in my opening remarks. I said, hey, I'm sure they got him on because of Arietta's slow move. Sure. They did. So what he said was factual. Yes. Now, you remember last year, Miguel Montero, not real pleased with his playing time. Mm-hmm. I, that's, now that you've jogged the memory, yes. Not pleased about that. Uh, probably at the time they were playing well, and they were running away with the division, mm-hmm. and it was all systems go for playoff time, and it was maybe not swept under the rug, but it just it wasn't a big talking point because it wasn't important at the we're time. We're not going to rock the boat over right. something like that. You yeah. got Wilson Contreras. Yep. How are you going to do with three catchers? You got... Grandpa Ross, he got all these yep. things. They they found it. They won a World Series. It's all good. Now you have a team this year mm-hmm. that has struggled. You have a team that has been inconsistent. A team that hasn't been able to gain really any kind of traction. It has been up and down roller coaster throughout the season. So that's what you have. Scapegoat? In a way, yes. Absolutely. If the Cubs right now were seven and a half up, like the Nats, if they were 12 up like the Astros. Sure, yeah. Do you think this would lead to Miguel Montero being shut down, sent down, I, DFA'd? Yeah, yeah, designated for assignment. Um, probably not. He'd probably get called aside and said, hey, just shut your yap. Look look where we are. Look what we're doing. 
uh, just knock that off. Mm-hmm. And if you don't knock it off, okay, then we're going to make a move. But you make a great point when you're a game above 500 and not in first place in the central division where everybody is pretty much just trying to give it away. Yeah, that it's much more meaningful this year than obviously it would have been last year. You're absolutely correct. Now, here's another part of it. Okay. And there is more. Now, Ross is retired. Yes. He was off doing his, what, Dancing, Dancing with, with the, the Stars? stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Down on the farm. Mm-hmm. They call up Victor Carantini, who's been unbelievable. He's good. played well. And maybe some people feel this is overdue. But that leads to this decision. If they didn't have somebody like Caratini waiting in the wings, yep. probably also wouldn't have gone down this road. Now, Taylor da- Davis is on the DL, the other backup catcher for the Icons. Right. Do we get to see Schwarber behind the plate? <laughs> That's what I want to see. He's got enough issues as it is. No, oh, behind the I, plate. He did get a hit last night again. He had a couple. Yeah, a couple RB, and a, RBIs. Yeah, so... Yeah. Hey, look! This is the best thing for Kyle Schwarber right now. Get him, uh, get him the get him, uh, get, gear. Get him the gear and put yeah, him behind the yeah. plate. <laughs> no, that was a question that we talked about during the offseason. It was how many is, times would he catch? Would we see it? You know, just a late inning substitution. Right. Would it be a game every couple weeks, every week, whatever, whatever it was? And most people said, "Eh, that's over." <laughs> you know, that's yes, that's not going to be happening. But I'll tell you, uh, I, I think it'd be obviously fun. Maybe that's something that could help out. Maybe it is where Kyle Schwarber came up as a catcher. You know, that's that's where he played he, defensively. Didn't he catch in Iowa? Yeah, he caught some games Poorly, here. He's off. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. There's no two ways no, about there's it. No, yeah. Defensively, he's not good. No, he felt that he would be able to at least become adequate. The organization and most people in mm-hmm. baseball disagreed with that. Maybe that's a case though where this is another chance to kind of clear the head. Get out of, of the thinking process that you're going through and go out there and catch an inning or two late. You mean like here in Iowa? Yeah. Put them behind yeah. the plate a couple of innings? Sure. Like Little League? I mean, is there... Is there Little a... Jimmy, you're going to catch the, the fourth and fifth inning. Sure. Little Trent, you're going to catch yes. the sixth and seventh. Kyle, <laughs> put on the gear. <laughs> I'm going to put you out there for a few innings. I can see that. Hey, it's AAA baseball. Yeah, it is. You know, I, it, I know. And if there isn't any concerns with the knee... If that's something that isn't anything that they have to worry about, if he would do that, mm-hmm. go for it. Go for it. Now, he's back. He's hitting both the games that he's played down he here. He has, yep. Game again tonight uh, coming up for the I-Cubs. You know, it. Uh, I don't know. Bears a thought process, but You're that's just... what I thought. When, when I saw the call-up for Caratini, that's the first thing that for came to my Schwarber mind. Schwarber behind the plate? Get Schwarber back behind the dish. Oh, love my God. Oh, my God. to see it. That's... So what's next for Montero, Jimmy B? Uh... My guess is they'll try to move him. Yes. Yeah. That's my guess. Uh, you know, they designate him for assignment. Okay, so they send him down someplace. Whether if it's here, oh, I guess uh, the I-Cubs are looking for a catcher. <laughs> right. <laughs> now he has, what, 72 hours to accept it? Correct. Or uh, then he goes that route. $14 million still owed. Owed him. On his contract. That's a lot of jack. That is pricey. Guy that still can swing it a little bit, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Defensively, obviously, we've seen not where he once was. No. And never was no, rarely known as a, as a great defensive catcher. So uh, that's what he got here. Yeah. Is, uh, 
Look around baseball, teams maybe in contention, looking for maybe a somebody needs a backup catcher. Yeah. Maybe maybe they could swing a deal where the Cubs eat half of that salary. Mm-hmm. I mean that that happens in baseball all the time. Sure, where Cubs eat half to three quarters of a deal. Cash consideration. Yes, that's the way that they always describe it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I could I could definitely see that. I mean, if he went to an American League team, he could DH. Yeah. So uh, so he would be useful to an American League team. Look, I I don't see him if the if he accepts the designation to Des Moines, I don't see him being here long. I really don't. I think that they'll try to move him. I mean, if they got to give up a bag of donuts, okay. And if they have to do the cash considerations thing, and I think maybe anything just to get him out of the organization. How about this? Okay. So the other component I wanted to get a, a read on, and people can join us here at 515-264-1700. But so Montera comes out, and then Rizzo comes back and responds in an interview on uh, ESPN 1000 over in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he criticized the decision to talk to the media rather than address the matter privately. Why didn't Rizzo do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I hear you. I hear you. So it's okay for Rizzo to go to the media? He's and the star. About he's, the way- he's the star. He he and that other guy that played down here who hits in the cleanup spot, those are the two stars. Yeah. They, they pretty much have carte blanche on whatever they want to say. You know that. It's pretty two-faced, though. It is. To call out a guy for talking to the media and, and then, go to the media and, and talk to call the media. out. Yeah. But he and Bryant, Chris Bryant, can do whatever they want from that standpoint. But they can do that, and I think Rizzo most importantly, because they are the quote-unquote captain. They are. You know, it, yep. do they wear C's and things like no, that? No, they don't. No. And I'm talking really about Rizzo, because Bryant's not that guy. Bryant's not a guy that you see out in front of the media a whole lot. Correct. He's much more low-key. It is Rizzo. Rizzo is the guy that grabs the microphone. He's the guy that is out there. When things need to be said, and mm-hmm. he uses the media as a talking sure. Point. He does that. So I think that gives it a little bit more credence. But it, it, it's funny that you called a guy in the media for talking to the media. Yeah. You know, wherever I, 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 I read, I read yeah. you loud and clear. But in the, in the heat of the exchange, that's probably why it came out. Look, they got beat. They got run off the field. They were truly embarrassed in the game last night. That's an embarrassing loss. I mean, they got guys running all over them. Mm-hmm. Trent, you might have been able to swipe a well, base. Okay, maybe I'm part. pushing yeah, yeah. it. Okay, Slow maybe down. I'm pushing it. But, like I said, they got run out of the stadium. I mean, seven stolen bases, and Turner has four. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Turner's a really good base dealer. But he had a hamstring issue, and he's just now starting to get his uh, swerve back as far as getting his legs under him, and it really showed in last night's game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talked about this particular series. If the Nationals and Cubs, if they split, or if the Cubs kind of got it going, and if they won the majority of the games in the series— is it a three- or four-game series? Four-game series. Four-game series. Yep. So right now it's 1-1. One, one. Sure. So 
from that aspect, you know, you would hope that the Cubs would go three and one in this series. If you're a Cubs fan, if you're a Nats fan, you want the Nats to go three and one and, and kind of get things going back in the right direction because they were just kind of stumbling along a little bit because they have such a comfortable lead uh, in their division over Atlanta. So tonight's game is going to be fun. It's pivotal. It really is to see how this particular series is going to set up. And are the Cubs going to be all bent out of shape after what happened because they were so embarrassed? Or are the Nationals just going to try to do it again? Yeah. Well, and it's Lackey on the mound. Yeah. The guy that you can run on. Yeah. That'll be Contreras back behind the plate. It will. That'll help. That'll help things. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. More baseball talk coming up a little bit later on. We got Steve Greenberg from the Sun-Times mm-hmm. in Chicago. Covers the Cubs. We'll talk some Bulls with him as well coming up to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Before we get to that, though, and before we get ESPN talk with Mark Simon, stats and information, right. let's take a look back at last night in case you missed it. It's presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. If you're in the market for a complete re-roof or just a small leak that you need to get fixed up, mm-hmm. the guys at Wolf Construction can help you out today. Give them a call or find them online. It's wolfconstruction.net. I passed a truck today driving here to the radio station. You did? Yep. I waved at him. He just thought I was some Looney Tune. Well, he was true. Okay. Uh, he was correct <laughs> on that one. Let's start in Cleveland. Okay. The Indians and the Rangers, pretty fun series. Yeah. Had that big comeback on Monday night last night, a completely different kind of game as it was 1-1 going into the ninth inning. And Adrian Beltre. Yes. How old is he? 310? No, nah, what, 30, 38? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's up there. Hits a homer, a game winner for the Rangers. Got a base hit in the second inning. One for three. And Allen to the plate. This one lifted high in the air. Deep left field. Bradley is back. It is gone. And the Rangers have taken the lead in the ninth with two out. And who else but Adrian Beltre, his fifth home run of the year. Home run last. Don't touch his head. Yeah, no, no, can't do that. Don't touch his head. No, 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 no patting him on the top of the head. No, uh, an absolute bomb there. It was. He got all of it. 450 career home runs. One of the best defensive uh, third basemen mm-hmm. of his generation. I agree. Is he a Hall of Famer? 450 you got? Uh, who are some of the third basemen that are in there? Joe Torre, did he hit 450 home runs? Well, I wouldn't think so, no. Brooks Robinson didn't. But Brooks was the human vacuum cleaner. What's his nickname? Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Well, Schmidt did. Yep. Schmidt's over 500. Chipper Jones. Yeah, he did. Beltre, he's got to be up there. He's and, close, and, right? Yeah. There's no doubt about it. So I'm looking here. Uh, this came out right before the season. Okay. And it is the best, the 10 greatest third baseman of all time. So, is Cleet Boyer in there? I don't know. Okay. Scott Rowland. Adrian Beltre's had a better career than Scott Rowland. Yeah. I already say that. Okay. There's Rowland, eight-time Gold Glove winner. Uh, Are they doing it basically, though, on defense, or is it a combination of everything? Everything. Okay. Yeah, third baseman. Okay. Yep. Uh, Hit 281, slash line 364, 490. Over 2,000 hits, 316 homers. A-Rod, at number nine on this list, uh, was a shortstop for the beginning part of his career. Right. 
So that kind of throws the numbers off a little bit. We know A-Rod. Ron Santo, number eight at the list. Okay. Ron Santo's numbers. 2,200 hits. Yeah. 324 Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, and there's yeah. Beltre. They have, uh, there's Brooks Robinson. Right. Wade Boggs. Boggs. Yep. Jones. Yep. Eddie Matthews, George Brett, and Mike Schmidt. And Mike Schmidt is number one. At 450, Adrian Beltre is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And as good if as you, he is, if been you look at it with with those guys that you just presented, mm-hmm. absolutely. He's hit two eighty five for his career, uh, three thousand hits. Wow, I didn't realize he was a three thousand hit guy. Five gold gloves. Oh yeah, he's uh, in. He's well, he's closing in on three. Yeah. He's, he was at twenty nine forty two coming in. Oh, the okay, year. he's going to get that. Right, right. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Adrian Beltre. You get three thousand hits, you're you're going in with four hundred fifty home runs. runs. In five gold gloves defensively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're a Hall you're, of Famer. Yeah, you're going in. You're a Hall of Famer. We continue on in case you missed it from last night. We go next to the Yankees and the White Sox trying to close things out. Didn't go so well for the Yankees last night. Jose Abreu at the plate for the White Sox last night as we try to get this thing rolling as it freezes up on me, Jimmy B. Oh, boy. What did you do? I. It's blame. <laughs> See, that's the thing. People that listen to the show, anytime something happens uh, remotely, technically, right. it's always my fault. Well, of course. Right. The, the day I couldn't handle the phones, and they were ringing off the hook. Yeah. How many people, I think I hung up on, at least disconnected, at least five or six people. You had problems. I had. You had problems. That was an issue for me. So MLB.com is not responding. Ah. We have to close the program. Okay. You have to shut it down. All right. We'll see if it'll load back up here. I was going to show you a walk-off, Jimmy B. I would I would wait for that. I was going to bring you the walk-off with Jose Abreu okay. last night to bring you one of the few highlights here over the last two months for the White Sox. Has been very pretty for him, has it? Ooh. Is even, it going to work? Even oh, with the win, close. Even with the win, 33-43 and 43 on the year. Not exactly what you're hoping you're for right. for the White Sox. You're right. They're not good. How no. about the Yankees, though? They, they've fallen on they hard have. times. They really have. What did they lost? Uh, 11 out of their last, I think it's 11 out of their last 14. Yeah, they're, like they're that. three and seven point. in the last 10. Well, three and seven in the last 10. We've uh, got all kinds of videos rolling now, so we will get this one set up. And here we go. Okay, I'm ready. What I was looking for, the walk-off from Jose Abreu last night. Abreu and Betances. The last dance tonight. And then they kill the poor guy. <laughs> uh, that's what you do, right? Oh, man. That's what you do. Well, we finish up here with a look back at where we started the show, and that was last night. Seven steals in the game for the Nationals. You mentioned Trey Turner. He had four of those steals. And a new team record for Washington with seven stolen bases in the game. Game three of that series comes your way tonight. It'll be Steven Strasburg on the mind against John Lackey. Here's how it sounded last night. 24 against opposing base runners. 0 for 25. Turner running on a 3-0 pitch. And he's on third with number 30. Every time he gets on first, all of my attention is on Trey Turner. Turner delayed steal. Everybody just kind of stood around. (laughs) There he goes. 
Turner walks into third. Six is the record. He just tied his own record with four. And there goes Rendon. Weeder's trying to protect him. Anthony steals it anyway. There goes Taylor. Max pulls the bat back. Fake throw. Another steal for the Nats. <laughs> Six on the night. And there goes Taylor. That ball's in left field, and he will score. Four to one for the running wild Nationals. Hey, Max. <laughs> Masson with the call last night. So here's the comments that in the end got Miguel Montero designated for assignment. A listen to last night and the audio for Miguel Montero disappointed after giving up seven steals. It really sucked because, you know, like the stolen bases go to me. But when you really look at it, the pitcher doesn't give me any time. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, okay, maybe you can throw nobody out. Yeah, but my pitchers don't hold anybody on him. So uh, it's tough because it doesn't matter how much work I put on and when I don't play it on, on full work, you know, throwing and everything because uh, if I don't get a chance to throw, I mean, that's, that's the reason why they were running left and right today because, they you know, he was slow to the play. Simple as that. So. Miguel Montero. Not a good look. No, that's why he is. DFA. Designated for assignment. That was in case you missed it. Presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. Coming up on the other side, we got Mark Simon from ESPN Stats and Information. He'll join us next here as we roll through. It's a Wednesday. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Find hot 4th of July savings at GL Clothing. Just arrived Chaps Polo shirts for only $19.17 each in all sizes. Pocket t shirts and Lord Daniel Polos are only $12.99 each or two for $19.17. Carhartt Women's V neck t shirts are also $12.99 each or two for $19.17. The deals are hot at GL Clothing, 1801 Ingersoll. Open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights till 8. Make history and celebrate the 4th of July by lighting up the sky with Bolino Fireworks. Fireworks are now legal in Iowa. Bolino Fireworks has been supplying the Midwest with quality products at the very best prices for over 35 years. Plus, at Bolino Fireworks, buy one, get three free. Bolino Fireworks. Find them in Ames in the Hy-Vee parking lot, 3800 Lincoln Way. Also, the Fairway parking lot, 3619 Stange Road. Also, in Indianola, the Fairway parking lot, 1309 West 2nd Street. Bolino fireworks have a blast this fourth of july like all of you out there mike lindell the inventor of my pillow had problems sleeping pillows would go flat 
He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping you don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest. But we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. Our roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll till 3 right here on the Big Talker 1700. Always fun when Mark Simon, ESPN, Stats and Info, joins us on the conversation. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Mark, good afternoon, kid. Hi, I got a couple of things for you guys right at the start. Okay. Uh, I, I, have a, I have one, I have a, a slight bone to pick. I noticed that uh, that on your guest roster today, yes. I think the ratio of college football and baseball is something like four to one. <laughs> it's June! <laughs> it's June! He's busting us here, Trent, already. We didn't, I just said Come hello on. to him and he's killing us. No, we, we, we got the Cubs at one o'clock with, with Steve Greenberg. Yeah. We're oh, I gotcha. Okay, We're see, good. I thought he was a college football guy. So no, that, no, that, no, no, that no. balances it out. No. All right. All right, two. Yes. Uh, I, uh, Jimmy B., I'm figuring that you may remember some, uh, some of these things that I'm about to reference here. Okay. There are two really good historical references. You had Arietta gave up the seven stolen bases yesterday mm-hmm. uh, for the Cubs. Elias tells us that it was the first time since 1903 <laughs> that a Cubs pitcher allowed seven steals in a game. Okay, so I'm figuring that's, that's right around the beginning of your... Baseball fan. Second one. Actually, I called the game in 1903. <laughs> <laughs> Second one. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I think it was on Saturday mm-hmm. that uh, three different A's players hit their first career home run in a game. And another Elias fun tidbit from that, that was the second time that three guys hit their first home run 
in a game. Uh, the other time was in the Federal League, and I think it's, it was either 1913 or 1914. <laughs> it was for the Kansas City Packers against the Chicago Federals. Wow. And the significance there yes. is that it was the first series ever played in the ballpark that is now known as Wrigley Field. Wow. Huh. That's yeah, I, I, I bring the, I try and bring a little bit of see. This is this is why we love having Mark on the show. First, first thing he <laughs> sends us when we when we tweeted out the lineup. What? No Zubin Mahente? <laughs> he was on yesterday. Uh, well, I, I feel like I have to live up to his standard. Well, that is true, and it's a tough standard, Mark. But you're off to a good start here already with those cool. two statistical bits of history. Thank you, Pat. All right, all right. So let's talk real stuff. What, what do you guys got? Uh, let's start first with the uh, seven stolen bases, and now yes. uh, the catcher no longer a Chicago Cub. He is a DFA. Have you Expedited. seen? Yes, it, pretty much. Have you seen that happen in recent history? Do you remember anything like that before, after a game, and somebody made some comments, and then they sent him down the next day? Shoot, uh, that's a spot putter honor there, right? Yeah. Um, hey, I, they, <laughs> why they pay me the big dough? Yes, like all right. So I, I can't think of anything top of my head okay. just like that. I'll bet in like three hours. I'm driving to New York tonight. Uh, okay. I will. I will come up with something. But um, I can't. Like I can't remember the last time that a catcher got kind of. I don't want to say abused, but got <clears throat> dominated like that. Uh, it was like it was a guy who wasn't even supposed to be catching. I think it was like Matt Lucroy, if you remember uh, him. When I don't remember whether that was with the Twins or with the Nationals. But I think he abandoned catching after a game like that. <laughs> and then, poor, uh, well, Monzero, boy, that, that whole thing's a mess. What is he doing? Like, after the game, you can't, you can't just say, oh, it was my, my pitcher's fault. That's, that's like the cardinal rule in baseball. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, right out, you can't, you can't go after a teammate. Like, that, that's like sacred. That's, I mean, that's, that's really bad. It's sacrilegious. Yes. And Montero doesn't have much of a leg to stand on because, and I tweeted this one out earlier, his pitch framing numbers this year are terrible. Yeah. Like, and the Cubs went from third in pitch framing last year, getting extra strikes for their pitchers, to, I think it was, at last check, it was like 21st. Wow. That's not good. Wow. And he's, and he's like the, Ross's absence and his mediocrity mm-hmm. are two of the primary culprits in that. So Montero can still swing it a little bit, though. Uh, a little bit. But Contreras is a much better player. Yes, yes. With this DFA, he has, what, 72 hours to, to accept the assignment uh, being sent down or, what, they have to release him? Is that how that works out? Yeah, it's something. It, that that sounds like uh, the specifics on that. He'll, but, they'll, they'll work something out. But he'll they're still on the hook for the contract, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's what you get. It's part of the risk of taking on a deal. Could they That's trade what, him? What kind of happens? Kind of like when you guys put me on. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yep. This is why I love this guy. Um, could an American League team take him who needs a backup catcher, and yeah. the, and the Cubs eat like three quarters of the salary, and then they could use him as a DH as well? Sure. Why not? Like that. That seems to be your most optimal fit for him uh, at this point. I mean, twelve years behind the plate is a long time for anybody. He's mm-hmm. thirty-three. He's not getting any younger. Right. Um, as, as you said, at least this year he's shown he can still swing it. And if he can still swing it, he's probably valuable to someone. In fact, he's probably valuable to a contender, and he will pro- probably be in a situation that is as good or equal, uh, as good or better than the situation that he's in if, if things were to break right for him. So 
I have a theory here. Uh, last year, Montero opened his mouth, not happy with playing time towards the end of the season, but uh, the Cubs were running away with the division. Nobody really cared. And for a while, they covered, uh, They had three catchers on the roster, as he mentioned, with Ross up there. If the Cubs were 10, 11, 12 games up right now, would this be a big of a deal as it is, or does this kind of go in line with some of the issues we've seen with the team? This Well, come on, this is kind of why they're not 10 or 11 or 12 games up, that guys are performing up to expectations, and I think there's a higher expectation for him. Uh, there's a higher expectation for John Lackey. There's a higher expectation for Chris Bryant. Uh, there's a higher expectation for Addison Russell, personal issues, put mm, those aside. Right. Um, there, there's a lot that this year of guys that haven't lived up to expectations, and uh, I think they're they're struggling with that, and I think you kind of see the the blow up of that. In the and if he's the sacrificial lamb in that, that's probably not the worst sacrificial lamb to have. Right. And him and I guess uh, Schwarber at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Simon, ESPN Stats and Info, is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Take me then to Kyle Schwarber. Uh, he didn't like it, and quite frankly, no one likes to uh, be sent down. But he understood it, meaning Kyle Schwarber. Uh, yep. How long do you expect him to be here? He's got, uh, what, three hits now, Trent, mm-hmm. in the uh, two games in which he has played. A few weeks. I don't, okay. think, that'll be, I don't think that'll be a long Enjoy it while you can get it, yes. if you can get to a game. To watch him get to a game because he's probably going to hit 330, 340. He'll be fine, and then he'll get called up. The issue that he has, uh, one of my colleagues, John Fisher, wrote an uh, article about this, uh, is he ha- he's still hitting the ball hard, mm-hmm. which isn't the problem. He's just not hitting the ball through the shift, uh, and he's got to figure out a way to, to combat the shift because if he can do that, um, the batting average will come up. The defenses will have to play him a little bit more honestly, and I think things will start to change for him. And I mean, he's, he's got to cut down on the strikeouts a little bit, but everyone's striking out these days. He still has a good eye. He's got 36 walks, which is pretty good. His walk rate's very good. Um, but he's got to figure out a way to hit through the shift, and whatever it takes to, to get him to do that, it will, uh, I think, in the long run, be very much worth it. One of the guys that uh, has been a big surprise since going to the top of the lineup has been uh, what they've gotten out of Rizzo. Uh, they gave him a day off from the top of the order a couple games back. He bats second, and Wilson Contreras leads off and leads off the game with a home run. But uh, any explanation for Rizzo at the top of the lineup and, and how good he's been, or is it, hey, this guy's just a good hitter. You can put him anywhere. He's going to hit. I think it's the second thing that yeah. you said, and it's as simple as that. And uh, it's coincidence and luck and karma and all sorts of wacky things that happen in baseball. Wow. Uh, he's really good, and I, I think that uh, it was just kind of like a little jolt, and the little jolt worked, and now he's uh, he seems to be headed towards being what he was last year. Uh, one of our guys who listens to the show uh, often sent me a tweet, uh, JT Nutt, and he see if you recall this. He says, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. He says, Raul Mondesi with the Yankees. Wow, okay. That, that sounds like a good one. I, uh, shoot, can I Google it really quickly? Yeah, well, uh, or, he, or he says, Ian Stewart with a Twitter rant against the Cubs. <laughs> Well, you guys should remember that. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, hang I, on. Let's, let's see okay, what we can dig Mon- up on Yeah, try Mondesi real quick. J- JT's pretty good on this stuff normally. Yeah, so, I, would, I would think that he's telling the truth. I yeah. just have to cook it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, I, first thing I, okay, yeah. the first thing I got when I Googled Raul Mondesi Yankees yes. is an article from a Yankees blog called Pinstripe Alley that says, let's remember Raul Mondesi, a broken-down aging outfielder, that the Yankees traded for because Tim McCarver said that they should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's great. And all right, here's your here's your quote. I've been playing this league a long time because I had a bad week. What about the first two months of the season? Who are we? Who who is playing against right-handers? Three months left, man. Only three months left. I can sign somewhere else next year. That's okay. Yeah, I want to be here, but. That way, as a platoon player, I don't want to be here. Wow. Two days later, he was... Two days later. Okay. Yeah. So basically basically a similar kind of uh, situation. Yeah, gotcha. he, he found out that he wasn't going to be in the lineup, and he went into what uh, Derek Bell has referred to in his uh, from his playing days as Operation Shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> he was upset that he got pinch hit for it. That was, that was another gotcha. uh, issue that he thank, had. Thank you, JT. It's always good to yes, hear JT, from you. Good yeah, job. Not- good job, man. Yeah, the, the Ian Stewart one, he was down here at Iowa. Yeah, he was. And he was just mad. You know, yeah. he, he was a, a big prospect, Mark. I'm sure you probably remember. Yep, uh, third base, right? Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be kind of the next guy, and it never well, – there was a lot of guys during that time for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Felix P.A., Ian Stewart, guys that never panned out, and he was another one that didn't. And he was upset. He had a couple opportunities, couldn't break through, and felt like he was just going to be stuck at AAA. Didn't work out. Baseball, uh, pretty frustrating game, especially for those guys that are so close, but the guys that mark sometimes are maybe what are considered quadruple-A players. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were going to drop a Gary Scott reference. That one goes back a little further back, right? <laughs> Jerome Walton. I mean, we we can play this game for a while. They, Jerome Walton wasn't wasn't dreadful though. Not dreadful. Not what was anticipated. At least they're on right. these parts from right. what they sure. thought they were going to get. Because Walton won Rookie of the Year, correct? Uh, I think so. That sounds right. Sounds right. Sounds right at the very least. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark, we continue with the here and now. This Cubs team. There's been a lot of issues. It, it's been rotation hasn't been as good. Defensively, they've taken a huge step back from what they are. Runners in scoring position. All of these different things. So what does it break down to in you? I mean, when you're going through and trying to figure out the question, what's wrong with the Cubs? What's wrong with the Cubs? Well, I think what's wrong with the Cubs is they're suffering from the mediocrity and parity that, that seems to have pervaded uh, most of the National League, where you have Washington at the top and the, with the, the Dodgers at the top with Washington, and then Arizona and Colorado. That's four teams. There are 11 other teams in the National League, and you could make a case that the fifth-best team is actually the 12th-best team. And the uh, tenth best team is actually the sixth best team. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. In the end, I think that the Cubs are just too talented to not win out, and eventually they'll hit like a twenty and five run, mm-hmm. where Bryant will hit four fifty for two weeks, and Rizzo will hit four hundred for two weeks, and Lackey will put together two good starts in a row, and Hendricks will come back and pitch a really good game, and uh, Arietta will throw a, a gem, make everyone forget. Although that seems like a long shot at this point. Uh, <laughs> I think that they will be fine. They are flawed. Everybody is flawed, uh, just about, except for those top four teams that I mentioned. And I think they will find their way to the top of the NL Central. I think they will try to buy their way out of some of their problems, mm-hmm. uh, that they'll make a move or two, and that they'll think that they can go for it with a top three of something like Lester, I guess, Hendricks when he comes back, and maybe whoever that, that third guy, maybe they got someone that they get in a trade uh, and take a run at it. That way, and hope that the magic of last year comes back uh, in 2017. Do Milwaukee and St. Louis, even though this is even maybe even Pittsburgh, do they still hang around in the Central the rest of the the rest of the season or not? The Brewers seem to have a little more staying power than everybody else. Okay. I feel like the Pirates and the Cardinals are these middling teams that are going to just be bouncing around 500 the whole year. They're significantly flawed in their own uh, particular ways. Uh, the Brewers look a little nicer than uh, some of the other teams. 
They've also they've banked some wins, uh, I think, which helps them. And they have an ace at the top of the rotation, someone that I think that most baseball fans aren't necessarily familiar with, with uh, Chase Anderson, who has been really, really good, 2.9 ERA through 15 starts this season. But they've got their issues. Like, <laughs> it's really crazy. There's uh, there isn't the difference. Be, if you were going to rate them like the best teams in a hundred, or yeah, the best teams in a hundred. The next best, like the Cubs, are probably like a ninety-five, mm-hmm. and then like the Cardinals and Pirates are probably like in the eighties. They're not that far apart, I don't think. And I like the Brewers are a little better right now than everybody else, but I don't know that that's going to last for one hundred sixty-two games. Mm. All right, Mark, uh, want to jump over to my Minnesota Twins? I knew it. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Byron Buxton. Yeah. They they have screwed around with this guy, and they're doing it once again. Leg kick, no leg kick, leg kick, no leg kick, back, up, <laughs> down, back, forth, change, all these different things. We know he's a talented guy. Every time he gets sent down to AAA, he absolutely crushes it. What is the organization doing here? How can you continue to go back and forth trying to figure out this guy that you know immensely talented, defensively maybe the best center fielder in the game right now? You just got to figure out how to hit the ball, yet they're continuing to tinker with the guy. It's really bizarre. I don't have a good explanation for it other than that he needs to just, someone needs to just get through to him, whatever it is, that magic thing. Like, maybe this is a weird analogy. I don't know if it's the, necessarily the right one, but the name came up earlier this week in something I was doing. But, like, Brandon Phillips was a mess at the very beginning of his career, mm-hmm. and it took, like, he was originally in the Expos organization, and then he was in the Indians organization, and then he wound up in the Reds organization. And it took getting to Cincinnati for him to straighten everything out. I guess the right voice got in his head and and got him on the right track. Maybe that person doesn't exist in Minnesota. Maybe that person doesn't exist in AAA. I don't know. In the meantime, enjoy the, the center field defense because I think it's making a pretty significant impact on games. I was watching a couple of the Red Sox games uh, earlier in the week, and his defense was outstanding, and the outfield defense as a whole was outstanding. Yeah, good defensively, and mm-hmm. it's helped that staff out a lot. And yeah. it is uh, Irvin Santana, Jose Barrios, and then Hope Rain after that. Everybody else. Yeah. And the, uh, the shame of the red the game against Sale the other night, too, was that Barrios pitched really well after the first inning, yep. and then that ball dropped in front of Buxton that he yes. almost got to. Yeah. And if he made, like, he's made so many good catches that year, you almost have to forgive that that one wound up in front of him. And you just kind of have to take it. And the circumstances were such that it led to a couple of runs. Uh, but uh, I think over the long haul, he's winning a lot more games for them than he's necessarily losing them. Last one for you, Mark. Uh, going back out to your stomping grounds out there in New York, you cover the Yankees and the Mets a lot. And uh, sad news, this former pitcher with the Mets, Cubs, and other organizations, Anthony Young, passed away at the age of 51. Uh, no most for Major League record, 27 consecutive losses. Got to go on the Tonight Show after he finally got a win after yep, that yeah. one. But a guy that the record, when you just look at win-loss record, was never great. Was never that bad of a pitcher, though, when you look at the other numbers outside of win-loss. No, I think the, the Cubs fans are, uh, the, that are, I guess, of my age would remember him. Uh, I remember that very well because I was in high school at the time. And I remember watching uh, those games. I was at a game where he, I think it was he retired 23 batters in a row and lost 2 nothing on an eighth-inning home run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate uh, what, what happened. He's going to be remembered like the headlines are going to say 
pitcher with longest losing streak or whatever. He wasn't bad. He was like average. He was just he was okay. He was an okay pitcher who ran into a lot of bad luck uh, and some unfortunate circumstances. And he persevered through it. As you said, he wound up on the Tonight Show, so something good came out of it. And uh, like that's one of the things with baseball. You have to look for the story behind the story. And with Anthony Young, there's a lot more story behind the story than just 27 consecutive losses. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's always fun, man. Thank you for the uh, great insight, as always, including those first two stats where you thought that I would know exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> well, I warned Trent before he came on. I said, I'm going to hijack the show a little bit. <laughs> that was just fine. Always yeah. good, Mark. Thank you, man. Have a safe ride to New York. Thanks. Yep, bye. See you. Mark Simon, ESPN Stats and Info, Major League Baseball. He is so much fun to have on. Great guy. A lot he, of fun. And he's always got some interesting tidbits as well. He does. Does some great work over there with the baseball side of things. Yeah. And uh, a lot of cool numbers yeah. that, that come out. And that's you know the part of baseball that you can't find just looking at the box score, looking sure. at the standings. He, he can deliver more. And that's why I enjoy baseball. It's not just... The nuts and it's bolts different it. than any other sport with right. all of the metrics that are used. You know, and I talk to people. Now, how do you talk about baseball during the summer? How, you, it's not just it's not as simple as football or even basketball. Sure, where it's just almost strictly about the sport. Right, you got to go deeper. You have to look at different angles. Yeah, and. And that's the fun part of it to me. Yeah, I agree. And you can second-guess it to no end. That's another fun part, too. <laughs> Quick break. When we come back, if you haven't checked Twitter, the NBA free agent season is underway here. And I mean it is blowing up. Not officially, though. Yet. No, not official. July 1st. And and you got a general manager who was like a god in Chicago and Los Angeles just get unceremoniously butt-kicked to the curb in New York. Jimmy B and TC, The Big Talker, 1700. The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realize we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options Lucchese Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for and affordable pricing. Visit Lucchese Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we went with 
Angela Casey, and you will be too. Get to JCPenney for our 4th of July sale. Save up to 40% on major appliances from brands like LG, GE, and Samsung. Plus, get up to a $500 Visa prepaid card when you purchase more appliances. And get 30-month special financing on purchases with your JCPenney credit card. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Available in select stores, some terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Financing terms dollars 621 to 712 on purchases of 799 or more. Must request a time of purchase. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. Limit one Visa prepaid card by mail as a rebate per address. Except in Rhode Island. See store or gcp.com slash appliances for details. Lots of things take 15 minutes, like sitting through a halftime show or running a very slow mile. Well, Buffalo Wild Wings wants to add one more to the list, the B-Dubs Fast Break Lunch. Order from this menu and you'll get your lunch in 15 minutes or it's free. So put in your order, count all the tiles on our ceiling, and voila, 15 minutes and your food has arrived. Or it's on us. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Valid for tables of 6 or less Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at participating locations for dining only. Other restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back. Coming up top of the hour, Steve Greenberg will join us from Chicago, the Chicago uh, Sun-Times. On the Cubs, the Bulls, maybe we'll even get a Bears question in as as well. Uh, But Steve on the way at the top of the hour. If you... uh, Twitter is blown up with all the NBA stuff and guys opting out of their contracts because they have that uh, capability in their contract. And the biggest name is Chris Paul. And Chris Paul is going to apparently be moving on to the Houston Rockets. So instead of just letting them walk, apparently what's going to take place on July 1st when free agency officially begins, the Clippers will do a trade with Sam Decker, former Wisconsin Badger, mm-hmm. uh, along with Beverly, for Chris Paul 
and Chris Paul and James Harden will be in the backcourt for the Houston Rockets. Again, an owner opening up the checkbook to try to challenge the Golden State Warriors. You good with that? Or do you think that the Paul Harden situation is not going to fare well with the coach of the year, Mike D'Antoni? Well, uh, James Harden likes to have the basketball, right? <laughs> yeah. Chris Paul yeah. likes to have the basketball. Yes. Uh-huh. How's this going to work? I Jim? don't know. Help me out. I'm asking you. You're Mr. NBA. All I can have you is Paul will have it, and Harden will go down as the two-guard, and they will run pick-and-rolls and screen for Harden, and he'll just cast off. He'll just cast off. What made Houston dynamic at times yes. was their ability to shoot it. Right. And the waves of waves of shooters that they could throw out. You and they were just trying to game the system in a way that hadn't been done and out Matthew. Mm-hmm. We're going to shoot 50, yeah. 63 pointers. Yep. And if it's a game where we hit 23, 24, we're going to beat you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're Golden State. Right. We're going to beat you in those games. And the one game that Golden State lost in the finals was when Cleveland mm-hmm. hit how many three-pointers in that game? Uh, 22, I think. Right. Yeah. That's what Houston was doing all throughout the season. Yeah. Now you're changing your identity. You're changing who you are in hopes that now with another superstar that you can catch up to the Warriors. I don't think this is going to work. I mean, if that is what the end game is, can this team win 60 games? Eh, maybe. Maybe. You can certainly see that. But is it good enough to challenge the Warriors? Probably not. And that's why all of this, yeah, there's a lot of yelling back and forth about what's happening, how great it is. Right. The NBA offseason, how exciting it is. But I come back to that point. Is it good enough to beat Golden State? That's the key. No. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not very exciting to me. Okay. The other big story that broke uh, was the unceremoniously bounce of the president of basketball operations. That, of course, is Phil Jackson. Gone. So Dolan, James Dolan, who's the owner, he also owns the New York Rangers NHL team as well, was with his, he's got a rock band that he plays with, and they were playing a gig the night of the NBA draft, and he wasn't even paying attention to what (laughs) Phil Jackson was doing. And, and what, a week later, he fires him. He's got a gig. He's got a He's gig. got a gig there. <laughs> My God, Trent, this is, look, if you're a Bulls fan or a Lakers fan, does that tarnish Phil Jackson with the, I don't even know if they even, I think they lost 50 games every year he was there. I believe they did. Yeah. They lost 50 games, I think, every year Phil Jackson was there. What does that do to his legacy? Or do you separate the general manager president title from the head coach title? Mm. Uh, Phil Jackson was terrible. He was a guy that was never going to do the requisite work that was needed to be at that position. It will be looked back upon as a laugher. Yes. As something that was asinine to think about that it even worked. And here we are today. Mm -hmm. That organization, boy. It is ugly. It's awful. And the future of the organization doesn't look very good either. It's a bad spot. Yeah. And uh, for one of your, quote-unquote, great 
teams yes. of the league yes. to be in that situation. That's not good for the league. No, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Jimmy B and TC, when we come back, Steve Greenberg will be our guest, Chicago Sun-Times, on the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. I'm KFC's Extra Crispy Colonel, and you're the extra busy regular person who has to make dinner for a family of four. But you can shirk that responsibility because my Extra Crispy $20 fill-up from KFC contains eight pieces of freshly double-breaded Extra Crispy Chicken, four biscuits, two orders of mashed potatoes, and a side of coleslaw for just $20. That'll feed them. KFC, it's extra crispy good. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. A comet six billion miles away is talking to us. Farmers are growing produce in shipping containers. Trees and plants can now distinguish between pests and beneficial insects. We can't make this up. Actually, we can. Because we provide the technology that makes it possible. Technology to help humanity. Aero Electronics. Five years out.com. Just announced during the Ford Summer Sales Event, get 0% financing for 72 months, plus an additional $1,000 on top of your trade-in. It's summer's hottest deal on vehicles like Ford Focus, Fusion, Escape, and Edge. Offer ends July 5th. Take on Summer Right with Ford, America's best-selling brand. And save big across a full lineup of Ford vehicles. Get 0% financing for 72 months, plus $1,000 on top of your trade-in. Hurry in to the summer sales event. Going on now only at your Midwest Ford dealers. Best-selling based on 2016 sales. Not all buyers qualify for Ford credit financing. 72 months at $1,389 per month for $1,000 financed regardless of down payment. Trade Assist Cash requires trade-in of 95 or newer vehicle or lease terminated 30 days prior to or 90 days after delivery. Not available on Focus RS. See dealer or go to buyfordnow.com for complete details. Take new delivery from dealer stock by July 5th, 2017. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine.